Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. All right, can we get back to the business of killing giants then? The new chief defender and his friends. I think about this. For some of you, it could be the last time. You ever set foot in Trinidad? Have unfinished business in Ashby. Metro reaches out her hands. And then we blink out of existence. D100. But when they return... There are two tunnels. One goes uh, to the west, and then another one goes to the south. The mysteries of the mountain only deepen. Someone's been through here. The adventure continues. Oh, my God! Now... What is going on, everybody? It's your old pal, Troy LaValle, coming to you from my home here in Westchester, where I will probably be for the next four, six, or even nine months. Uh, what a time to be alive, am I right? Uh, I don't know how many of you caught my uh, Facebook slash YouTube slash GCN Employee Lounge live stream I did yesterday, where I basically... Uh, it was basically a state of the nation, um, giving you the lowdown on how we're going to handle uh, this pandemic, uh, both as a uh, as a small business and as uh, human beings living in one of the epicenters of the COVID nineteen virus. Um, I think those videos are still up. I also posted a statement because uh, I want to make sure I got all my thoughts out um, for everyone to check out. You know. I'm going to rehash a little bit of it here because I know not everybody checks social media, but obviously we're making some changes. We have to make some changes because uh, according to the state government, we are a non-essential business. Now, I I call bullshit on that. I think what we do is essential, but technically uh, liquor is more essential than us. Um, And let's be honest, we need both. So... Um, you know, many of you know that our Glass Cannon live shows have been postponed, um, not indefinitely. Most of them have already found homes. A New York show that was going to happen next fucking week, that's been put off until Halloween, which is also Skid's birthday, so that's going to be awesome. And the Milwaukee and Chicago show have found, uh, dates in, uh, in late August. There's been no word about, uh, Portland and Seattle yet. You'll be the first, you'll be the second to know, um, once we hear. I can't imagine those would happen, but hopefully, like everything else, uh, they'll just be postponed to later in the year. So, you know, 
as I said on the stream, that's just one of the five shows that we do. The Strange Ion Show, the Glass Cannon Live Show. We have uh, Echo Quest Super Dungeon. We have Raiders of the Lost Continent. We have this show you're listening to, our flagship, the Glass Cannon Podcast, and of course, Androids and Aliens. And so now that we can't go into the office, we had to really take a step back uh, as as a business and figure out how do we move on from this? How do we continue to do what it is we do, keep our business afloat, and keep you, our listeners, getting content in a time when content is desperately needed, when if we can make people laugh for a couple hours a week or cry, just have some sort of emotion that isn't uh, abject fear, um, then that's just as important as anything else. And so, we had to make some tough decisions. And as I said on the stream, I, uh, I'm sure some of you are going to be hearing for this for the first time, but just remember there's good news at the end of what I'm going to say. Um, we're going to stop producing any of our current shows, um, until we can get back into the studio recording face to face. There's a lot of reasons for that. Um, number one, I, I think what makes us so special, so different is the energy that 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 is created by being in the room with each other you know the reason you feel like you're a friend sitting at our table is because that's the energy is that's created when we're in the room together and that just cannot be replicated if we're sitting at home trying to do it remotely and where we are right now in giant slayer i mean wait till you get to this end of this episode like there's just too much going on i can't imagine doing the end of book five beginning of book six the rest of the story however long this you know quarantine lasts without being able to be there with each other. I mean, that's, that's how this all started in, 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 in people's apartments. And then we got this studio. It's just, I know the show will suffer because of it. And I just, I'm not going to do that. And if I'm not going to do it for the GCP, I'm not going to do it for any of our shows. You know, Androids and Aliens, I'm not going to put those nine people in a room together. That's just dangerous and irresponsible. And that show has been lit ever since we went live. And so Androids and Aliens is on a complete hiatus. Um, Glass Cannon is going to be uh, stopped for now. But again, wait, there's good news coming. And then um, we have two episodes of Echo Quest Super Dungeon in the can and one Raiders of the Lost Continent. Uh, those will go on for the next three weeks. And then something else will happen. So let's talk about the something else. We've talked about the bad news. Let's talk about the good news. Good news is I need to keep producing content on this stream. I have to do it. Even though we're not going to do Glass Cannon right now, we're going to put that on hold. We're going to start a whole new story. We're going to record it remotely, um, and it's going to be the Glass Cannon 5, me, Joe, Skid, Matthew, and Grant. We're going to live stream this show every Thursday night at 8 p.m., two hours live, and then it'll be a jumbo podcast the following week uh, right on this feed. So this feed is not going to go silent. We're going to have new content on there, and I am so excited about it. To me, it's a a, a return to the, the original feeling of the beginning of the Giant Slayer campaign, all new characters, and... I don't know. I'm pretty fired up about it. And then for our, uh, our Patreon subscribers, we can't just not provide content on there. That's, that's our lifeblood, our Patreon. So, uh, when, when the well runs dry in three weeks after the episodes that we already have recorded, uh, dry up, Skid is going to run Rise of the Rune Lords for us. 
I, I mean, I'm pretty fired up about this Thursday stream and the, the new show that you're going to be listening to on this uh, RSS feed. But oh my God, Skin is running Rune Lords for us. I mean, I've wanted to play that for so long. I just assumed we would never get the chance to. But when it came down to figuring out what can we do, what can we do that is going to be exciting and different and something that people would just hear and lose their fucking minds about. And that's what came to me. I was like, Skid, do you want to run Rune Lords? And he was like, yup. And so that's what we're going to do. Uh, that'll start on Friday, April 17th, and it'll go for as long as this, you know, quarantine lasts. Hopefully it won't get that that far into the campaign because I want to get back playing Raiders and Echo Quest and most importantly to me, my baby, my giant slayer. But that's what we're going to do for Patreon. And then it's going to just be constant new content here as well we're gonna have i'm gonna do some modules we'll see how long it lasts um again hopefully not long but in the meantime we're trying to think how can we provide uh content to you guys so you'll have something to take you away from all of this so if you like watching us live every thursday night 8 p.m twitch.tv slash the glass cannon we're going to be live on there it's going to be in our homes and uh we're working really hard to make sure the audio quality will be great and and the video will be uh acceptable um but that podcast stream that you're going to get the following week is going to be at least two hours long and grant's going to work really hard to make it sound uh as good as anything we've put out there and then obviously for Patreon. Skid's going to run Rise of the Rune Lords. I don't think I need to say anything else about that. That's going to be amazing! Um, now, you might think to yourself, well, you're going to do two new shows anyways. Why don't you just keep doing the content that you're already doing? Why can't I just hear Baron, Metra, Nestor, and Dalgrith right now if you're going to do it anyways? And, and it really comes down to the sort of volatile nature of the audio and the need to be in the room. It'll probably be fine. I think these streams are going to be great because there is a uh, a raw experimental feel to it when we're and we're all hungry to to perform. So I think what you're going to see uh, on Thursday nights and what you're going to hear on the Glass Cannon feed are going to be well worth the price of admission. But there's always the chance that there might be some audio hiccups here and there. I'm not going to put that on the Giant Slayer feed. I've worked too hard. We've all worked too hard for too long to make sure our shows sound different than everyone else and i'm not going to risk that and and the need to be in the room it might be something you you don't not all of you get you know what i mean like you think to yourself what you guys do it can you can do it anywhere and you just can't like i know what's happening here at the end of book five and it would just crush me to have to do that in my office while everyone else is a hundred miles away it sucks it sucks and there's a chance that those episodes would be less than what i think they should be I'm not going to do it, but I think what we are going to do is going to be a fun little side quest to keep the juices flowing, and the second we can get back in that studio recording this show, we will be there. I mean, the second I finish this video, our Patreon subscriptions were flying through the roof, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who are just like, oh shit, I really want to hear Raiders. Finally, I have a reason to subscribe. But for the most part, it was people upping their pledge, the 5 to 10s, the 10s to 15s to 25s, people pledging at the $100 tier when we don't even have, uh, you know, rewards left at that tier. The generosity of GCP Nation, Glass Cannon Nation, the Nash, is ridiculous. And like I said on the stream, this represents, for Joe and I especially, uh, you know, our livelihood. 
And I just want you to know how much it means to us. I don't think I could ever find the words to express it. Um, but what I can do is keep working hard to give you awesome content as much as possible during this weird, weird fucking time. Uh, thank you for uh, sticking with us so far. I promise you the best is yet to come. We're going to take a little take a little side quest. Got to got to got to check off all the side quest boxes before we can get back to Ash Peak. So, please enjoy episode 252 in the meantime. Uh, it might be a little while before we come back, but fucking A, we will be back. I was thinking about I, I don't know. I maybe I asked you this grant forever ago. I I doubt it. I don't even think it it came up. When before we started the the podcast, but I was I was thinking myself and creating like a fanfic in my head of uh, what Baron did the day before Ruby's Hope Knife Ceremony. Like, how did you come to True Now? How long had you been there? Did you just roll into town that day and show up at the festival? Had you been there for a little while? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you ever told me this. I like to think that he came in like on the back of a trading wagon, like he'd been kind of hitchhiking mm-hmm. and making his way as he could with, you know, on foot and, and throughout and camping under the stars and stuff with a canteen and, you know, like black coffee grounds <laughs> and waking up every morning and eating whatever hard tack or, or jerky he had left <laughs> in his bag and doing like odd jobs along the way as he was traipsing across this kind of untamed territory where he could lose himself and not be followed by his parents because he wanted to get away from the Five Kings Mountains pretty far. Uh, So I like to think of him hopping off and just being kind of an ultimate opportunist and just kind of seeing this and being like lonely to some extent and wanting to meet people, but also like as much as Joe said or Dalgris said in the last episode about like how powerful the gun is and how powerful Baron is like Baron knows very well as is evidenced by pardoning Nestor that he can't do this stuff by himself. Right. It's all only through the power of like a group in that, uh, that he could do that. He had no idea that the group he would find would be so powerful and continue to be replenished. But he knew that there is something that would happen from joining that silly tug of war ceremony that day. Right. And probably he probably pretended like he had been there for a week or not, but he probably like just hopped off a wagon right as that was starting. So like uh, ice cream social and hope knife ceremony in the commons. And you're like, oh, I should go check that out. Maybe I can marry a friend. I'm but- imagining it like Baron, uh, well, I guess in Lork, Gormley, and maybe Gormley. Lork was kind of there. Galabas was kind of already there. But uh, Baron being the, uh, like the season one, uh, Oh, for God's sakes. Uh, Westworld. Uh-huh. Like, the train music, like, coming in on the train. You know what I mean? It's, like, the same thing every time. The music, like, coming into town, seeing some of the people, whatever. Right. Um, and James Marsden's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Marsden. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, the James Marsden character. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that is so... Now I've got such a clear picture. Yeah, he goes right. to the killing grounds. Oh, yeah, that, that's the exact music, yeah. too. You hear that music. Gets a drink. You know, there's a whole ride ceremony in town. talking about. I remember his name was Reb Clarendon, I think, was the bartender. I think it was Reb Clarendon. I'd have to look it back up, but he was the proprietor of the Killing Grounds. But yeah, so he rolls in, hits up the bar, because uh, you know he likes the bottle. He's, he brews beer. <laughs> See the sign for the Killing Grounds. Uh, try. 
<laughs> it, was, it was very surprising. Sorry. <laughs> was Shocked me. Ask for another sarsaparilla. What do they do in this town? Well, there's open after a morning. that out. <laughs> and, that's, uh, and now you're chief defender. In, in a very crazy. short time, you came there and changed the lives of so many people. Uh, enough so that you've instilled enough confidence in them for to for them to vote you as chief defender. Um, <laughs> if she was Halgrave of the Blackened Blades, you could be Baron of the Sharpened Gun. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I little pins going out with a really sharp gun on the pointy end. gun. Yeah. Uh, we made a joke before we went on air that uh, this whole episode should be Baron's first day in office, and it should be like an Aaron Sorkin episode. Uh, it should be <laughs> an episode of the West Wing. <laughs> the West Wing, just walking around the Ivory Hall, nine forty-five a.m. <laughs> Baron's just, Tuesday. He's got his two aides is being handed papers. No, no, yes, no. Uh, Joe's joke was really good. He thought he was just going to, you know, split out and. Like, like head to the mountain. And a like, lot of paperwork. Right. Now it's just like Agrid Staggered Star at his face. I need an answer on the, the, yeah. hope, the, the, the hope spring draining uh, requirements. The drovers want an answer on their disability payments. <laughs> Got a photo op with a half ox at the fountain earlier, later on. I feel like Nestor there's a delegation. The secretary. There's a delegation oh, yeah. here from last wall. Uh, there you're 1230. <laughs> it's yeah. like, God damn it. I just want to go back to the mountain and shoot giants with my gun. And the whole thing is one just one walk and talk yeah yeah <laughs> it switches from baron talking to agrit to uh, uh, metra talking to nestor as they walk by yeah <laughs> three captains Zeta jones sit by <laughs> having their own conversation they follow them for a little bit it's like oh, legion god <laughs> so it. funny we're doing that right <laughs> we really should. Um, really, really the should. The problem is, is you like we're joking, but you really don't have a lot of time to spend here. So, if last episode ended with them uh, cheering you on as the as the chief defender, um, this one I think starts now. You know, if if the if the cheers are still like chief defender, chief defender, chief defender, it's like all of a sudden all of those people start to wink out of that room, hmm. and. You're still sitting on the throne, or not throne, but the chief defender's <laughs> the chair. chair. <laughs> um, Emperor Baron, <laughs> call me king. <laughs> I rule over these lands. Baron, <laughs> the destroyer. <laughs> oh, so good, but that is a tale for another time. <laughs> We talked about how uh, another one of my characters would have a very Conan-like... Uh, oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, imagine like all those people are out of the room now. They just fade out. But all that's left in the room is Baron sitting on the Chief Defender's uh, chair, Metra, Dalgrith, and Nestor. What are the three of you doing while he's sitting on the chair in this tableau? We're helping him with the paperwork, obviously. <laughs> right. Sign here. Sign yeah. here. I think Metro is like, we must return to Ashbeak. We have unfinished business there. I can't forget Jimma. Thune. We left them behind. Dogrith is kind of like, it feels a little awkward about Nestor and the way everything went down. So we're just going to walk up to him. And look up at him in the eye. You might agree with that bow, and I think Baron made the right choice. I just wanted to say that 
It, it hurt me that year. He killed that dwarf that was a friend of Baron. And so I... Well, I had my doubts. But... The Storm Tyrant... I watched him kill... A thousand dwarves. So I got no problem with you, Nesta. Not anymore. As long as we're both going for the kill on that Storm Tyrant... You won't hear no trouble from me. That's all I wanted to say. Well, Dalgreath, uh, I think I've made clear how the level of respect that I have for you. I uh, couldn't be more clear. Yeah, and um, very well. I know that... Uh, <laughs> I know that... Yes, uh, but it's very little. Made, made it very clear. I didn't specify, but... Uh, <laughs> And, it was uh, clear in your toes. It was clear. I think I made it clear multiple times over repeated instances. <laughs> and um, I, I and I understand that you may have been held uh, some anger or mistrust toward me. And I just want to say that I forgive you. He blinks long and slow. Thank you, Nesta. That's that's big of you. And Nestor pulls an apple out of his his satchel and just <laughs> sits in a chair. Yeah, just oh, takes a big bite and starts eating. <laughs> All right, can we get back to the business of killing giants then? So th- is this Chief a- Defender. <laughs> <laughs> Have we actually been gone from Ashby for two days? Uh, no, one day. This is the same day as the battle? So you arrived... Um, <laughs> You, uh, Nestor was apprehended. You went before the council. Oh, yeah, no, it has been two days because we said next day, da, 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 and then you've had to stay another day. Yeah, so it's been two days. Yeah, I think that's what Dogray said that he was concerned about Jimmer because they'd left them two days now. Um, Surely he's dead. Sure, but like. Anthon. I'm not operating under that assumption. It's going to click Night's Rest on my hero lamp. <laughs> two Night's Rest. Um, two Nights. You get twice the spells. Metro will extend her hands. We must return, Chief as a, Defender. As a point of order before we leave, we do need to buy healing supplies. We would have. I feel like we would have done that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So what, what, whatever else you want to do, we can say we did. All right, perfect. Um, we need... Yeah, what are you going to get? The cure <laughs> wand. Uh, Dahlgraith, actually... Baron's probably going to craft some more bullets. Yeah, we got we to gotta go over the, the cash that we got. I mean, unless we're going to, like... Did we spend some hours, like, teleporting to the forge and resizing stuff and stuff like that? I don't think we have time for that now. Yeah. And you also um, would be worried that you are marked and you would bring danger on the... Uh, yeah, to the forge. Cathedral, yeah. Um, I mean, we have cash. Uh, we collected a lot of cash. Um, I'm, ass- I'm assuming we're just going to get a handful of wands. Yeah. A couple potions, maybe. Two, two wands of cure light. I'm going to craft another 125 bullets. I'm going to get... Well, it should be easy enough uh, in town because it really isn't that complicated of a thing. But uh, I am going to get Dahlgrith, because of this two-handed climbing thing, a uh, spring-loaded wrist sheath. Ooh. So it'll allow him to cool to sheath a dagger on a spring load so that he could grab it as a swift action. Huh. And so, he can, it'll also uh, allow you as a free action to say, are you talking to me? 
Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how much does that sure. spring sheath cost? It costs five gold pieces. All right. I'm going to mark it on the sheet, and I uh, expect that you'll, uh, you're good for it. Yeah, it's a very simple thing. Um, I wish I had, like, a dagger that had Bane or something on yeah. it. Maybe one day I can get a dagger with Bane. I actually um, have two spring sheaths. Metro has one on each wrist. Oh, that's dope. Oh, for, like, wands, wands. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> very cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, I know, you know, they don't work for short swords, but I just, uh, they will work well if he has to jump on that round, he could swift action and then plunge and at least get a sneak attack in one round. I love the idea. You've taken quick draw. I know, I know, but I mean, there's so many other feats. I love the idea of going to Menderhall's Forge just to resize your short sword into a dagger so that it would fit inside of the sheath. Just like a tiny little pinprint. Actually... Can we do that? You just change the damage dice on Yeah, you can just make it a 1d4 small short sword. That'd be cool as hell if Troy would allow it. Wait, what is it? Resizing his short sword. Into a small short sword. To a dagger. (laughs) To a dagger. If we we overdo it, it it turns into a letter opener. (laughs) (laughs) Troy would never We went too small. It would A very powerful letter opener. (laughs) (laughs) We need to get back, though. So next rest. The sheath can hold one forearm length item. So, Who's wood forearm? is a small short sword, the length of a dwarf's forearm. Try? <laughs> well, would it be a dwarven short sword? What? Because dwarves pre- presumably have smaller. Like a bastard sword for a dwarf isn't going to be the same length as a hand and a half for a, a human. Yeah, They're medium is. creatures. Really? They're all medium creatures. Yeah, man. All right. I mean, that doesn't. Stop hating on dwarves, dude. That, that doesn't make sense <laughs> based on their actual height, but okay. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> the rule of this fantasy land is really confusing. Yeah, to they me. do. They there's some there's mechanics that discourage that because it's like it's not balanced like a dagger. It's like it's not built to be that size, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and be wielded sure, like but, a dagger, right? But uh, yeah, with a with a different build. If I hadn't loved like the short sword idea, it's like if you had magical bane daggers i my yeah. my the, the difference in my damage would be like two points you know what i mean like oh, yeah. from the short sword it'd be like no difference yeah i just should have thought of that before <laughs> but now i have at least an option when it comes to uh those rounds where i can close fast and jump on are you using a magical dagger no just short swords why don't you just buy a magical dagger uh because again like it it doesn't do much for me. It gives me plus one mm. to hit and damage, but you know, it's, we can do it, but that's 2000 gold for plus one to hit and damage. Uh, I get the bulk of the da- I get 76 from the sneak attack, you yeah. know? So like it's 76 if it's a magical dagger or not. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Curious. Mm. So you're pretty much ready to go. Yeah. Where are we leaping back to? That is an excellent question. Uh, can we go back to the map on back the, the map room? Oh, man, it's been a few apps, huh? It has. It's been since 249. Let's go back. We got to go back. <laughs> um, I don't even know where you guys are. Oh, there you are. You, you went back to the room with the pews. Pew, 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 pew. We, I mean, that's just where you, that's what just the map you called up. I don't know. Did I spend time to memorize that location before we jumped out? Yes, I believe you I did. I believe you, you did, said yeah. you right. wanted to take. And, I, and, and if I didn't say, um, this room and, and the rooms around it are, have a lot more going on in them um, than the, the early rooms when you were in Ash Peak. So you could uh, take some time to study them. They have markings that would allow them to be more than 
viewed casually. Great. But, uh, if you want to go back there, just uh, say the word and roll a D100. Unless there's any other business you want to do before you leave True Now. And think about this. For some of you, maybe even Chief Defender Baron Ashpeak of the Sharpened Gun. <laughs> could be the last time you ever set foot in True Now. Anything you need to do. Yeah. Um, before, like, as we're gathering up to teleport, like, Nestor pulls Baron aside. Um, says, listen, mate, uh, we haven't really got any chance to talk since uh, what happened. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I wanted to sincerely thank you for uh, sparing my life and uh, accepting the will of the gods, as it, as it were. Um, give me that pardon I, I appreciate that and uh, second uh, I want to congratulate you for uh, uh, being made ruler of this place you know, whatever that entails uh, seems like you know you'd be trustworthy you'd be good at it um, and third I know that you I trust you I know that you are a man of your word. Uh, there is, you've never given anyone any reason to doubt that. But I also know that you cannot trust me. You cannot trust me. I know that I've given you very valid reasons not to trust me. So you will probably always be looking over your shoulder, like not sure, like, is this, should I fall asleep? Is he going to do this or that, you know? So... I want to be clear and I want to be truthful with you because I respect you and I think I owe it to you. I do intend one day to kill you. <laughs> that is my intention. But I want you also to know that my chief concern is this storm tyrant. And I know that I cannot live any kind of a life unless he is killed. I also know that you are one of the greatest living weapons in the face of Galarian. And I know, I heavily suspect, that this storm tyrant cannot be defeated without you. On the other hand, one of the other greatest living weapons in the face of Galarian is me. So I think you need me too. So I hope, despite what I've told you, that you can at least trust me to refrain until we have completed this mission. After that happens, we can resolve our differences then. <laughs> but I will promise you, as far as that goes, that I will wait. And I will do everything that I can to make sure that we are successful Baron slowly reaches into his duster and pulls out a cigarillo, <laughs> puts it in his mouth. He looks Nestor up and down, top to bottom, and narrows his eyes, and they meet together, two hunters, predatory eyes, locking. <laughs> Crosses his left foot over his right knee, pulls a match out and drags it across the heel of his boot and takes in a slow drag from the cigarillo. Classic. (laughs) 
Smoking. God, you're like a bad guy in Pinocchio. <laughs> Smoking. <laughs> you know something, Nestor? If you weren't such a murderous son of a bitch, I'd really like you. I think you feel the same about me. And I think we know what happened today. Neither of us are afraid of each other. And both of us are ready to do what it takes to take down that bastard. Until that day happens, whatever happens after that can wait. He stands up. Kind of hops off the the throne because it's a little too tall for his feet. Mm -hmm. But he seems like as tall as Nestor as he walks down and he clanks down with his spurs the entire hallway is quiet he walks right up to Nestor and looks up to him and sticks out his hand put her there partner Nestor meets his gaze for a second studies target he studies target (laughs) and then slowly reaches his hand out and shakes it he pulls him in closer grabs him Tell me what the fuck this is. And he points at the spider on the end of his gun. It's what it seems to be. I found it. Thought you could use it. And then Baron slowly pulls the gun back down and holsters it. And clicks in the brass button on the side. And he lets go of his hand. Can I roll a sense motive on that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You are so paranoid about this spider. I don't like it, man. I don't like it. He don't give no gifts. Uh, uh, <laughs> don't give no gifts. 20. Give no gifts. Mister, <laughs> <laughs> don't give no gifts. Don't give no gifts. It sounds like you're all saying he don't give no gifts. G-I-F. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or G-I-F. Right. G-I-F. He don't send no funny pictures. He ain't sending no memes. <laughs> I, I was thinking more like... I was thinking more like... <laughs> I was thinking of the scene uh, from uh, There Will Be Blood where he just goes, I'm your brother from another mother. <laughs> uh, 27. 27. Um, well, I will say yeah. Nestor's bluff is 22. That's his flat score. Okay. Yeah. He's so inscrutable. I won't say whether he's lying or not or what I rolled, if I did roll, but he seems to be telling the truth. <laughs> yeah, and, and at this point, the other thing about this is that Baron made one set of compromises in a calculated decision based off of the dangers facing us at the time and even though Nestor's done this terrible thing not only have the gods ruled but the ante has been up so high and the stakes are so high for all of humanity that even if he was sabotaging him or he didn't trust him in this moment he'd probably still take him with him yeah. uh, but at this moment yeah I hope I hope like he's made it clear that he he and he kind of said the same thing to Metra is that he needs to do this. And also, it's like something... It's, it's his vengefulness that he can't let this go now. Like, this, the storm, the storm tyrant has turned him into a hunted animal. And he cannot abide that. And so, he, even, if it, even if it didn't mean him you know, just being able to live his life to, to get rid of him, he would still hunt him down with the, his last breath um, just to, to take revenge on making him feel that way. So hopefully 
like he said, look, you can at least trust in that. I'm going to vouch for Nestor as well. I believe if his motives align with ours, then for the time being, we are all allies. Also, you know what's deadlier than both of you combined? Lung disease. <laughs> she has got the point there. You do smoke a lot of those things, Baron. It's been a while. Let me is, ask you. is it the new job? <laughs> is it stressing you out? It's stressing me out. <laughs> I don't think you can be seen to be smoking so many of those things out yeah. of your public. No, that's true. Nightmare. Yeah, you have to be a you have to be a, a role model now. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. Then. You can't pull a Barkley. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me ask you a question, Esther. After uh, the storm tyrant's dead, and maybe after you kill me as well, what do you see life being like for you when you're not on the run from something? I don't know. I don't know. There are a few things I like. I like gambling. Really enjoyed gambling. Haven't had a chance to do that for a while. And I really like killing people and things, mostly people. So I don't know. I'd try to find some line of work that would combine those two interests. <laughs> but I you like uh, the Eye of Abendale? Yeah, no. Yeah, maybe I can go back there. But then also, I don't like being hunted and chased by the law. People like you. So, you know, that would have to be factored in too. I imagine so, that gets very tiring. Yeah, it would, would get very exhausting. I just, it's, you know, I just want to relax and enjoy my life. Maybe you could take a vacation and just kind of think through things. Yeah, you know, it's barely, we haven't had a chance to think about any of this, you know, to really process all these things that have happened. It's only been a matter of months. Take a couple of weeks off of murdering. Been so busy, we haven't even had a weekend. So I would love I would love to have a proper holiday and just sort of uh, meditate, marinate with all this. And then then I could give you an answer. Of course, either way, uh, either you kill me and then it won't be an issue or I'll kill you and I couldn't talk to you. So, well, (laughs) I'll reiterate that for the moment, the slate is clean and I found myself be greatly satisfied and grow in my own power and satisfaction as I change myself. And I encourage you to do the same. Whether or not you listen to me is your own choice. Oh, all right, fair enough. We uh, shall see. While these two are talking, uh, I'm assuming that this is not in front of us, right? No, this is like it's a, a private, private conversation. Yeah. This is a a and B conversation, and you can see your way out of it. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that was Sick so burn, good! Burn. <laughs> burn. Oh, yeah. Baron and Nestor oh, are now man. best friends. As, uh, <laughs> we'll uh, open up a, a bed and breakfast. Yeah, and air B and C. <laughs> and you can see your way out of our Air B and C. <laughs> our Air B and C. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting time. <laughs> Jimmer could be dead by now. We should go. Yeah, but we should go anyway. Regardless, we should go. Metro reaches out her hands. Make it so, number one. Don't call me that. And then we blink out of existence. <laughs> D100. 
Gerald Ford, dead today at the census age of 83. <laughs> Those are so good. But the census... Wait, say, do the age census? Gerald Ford, dead today at the age of 83. All right, can you do it again and just add the word senseless? Yeah. Gerald Ford, dead, dead today, today at the, the senseless, senseless age, age of 83. <laughs> what is that from? Classic. It's, it's a, it's a, I think it's Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Yeah. And it's a sketch like they're trying to get... He's, he's, a, Tom, he's a, Tom Brokaw about to go on vacation. He, he, and so they think... Like just in case Gerald Ford dies while he's on vacation, they go through all the possible ways that he could die. So Gerald Ford, attacked by a pack of wild wolves, killed today at the age of thirty. Now, how likely is that to happen? And they're like, hey, we're not the one who wanted to take two weeks in Barbados. <laughs> <laughs> we need to cover all our bases. Yeah. It's, it's, Robert, it's Robert Smigel is the, is the off-camera voice, oh, right? Oh, right? Oh, that's yeah. really oh, funny. That's, yeah. um, that's good. But, you're back. You're back in this chapel where you had a... a a brutal battle with these with these fire giant priests um, that were they were also pretty badass in battle like they were going back and forth between uh, melee and casting spells channeling negative energy um, and one of them ran and yelled the heroes of Ash Peak uh, have arrived or something like that I can't remember what he yelled um, but you were able to defeat him and then um, you winked out and came back two days later now. The bodies of the giants are gone. Where are the bodies? What they do with them? It's been two days. Who's been through here? Surely they bury their dead or burn them. Someone's been through here. Can we do an immediate perception? Mm-hmm. See, uh... If we hear anything, see anything. Ooh, natural 20. 40. Whoa. Whoa, Nestor. Nice. 33. 40, 33. 35. 25. Ooh. All right, so uh, all of you will eventually see this. Dalgrith will be the slowest to pick up on it, but you see that people have come in here. <laughs> 25. And taken <laughs> the bodies. That's uh, not a 40. Have taken it's the no bodies 40. out of here. Um, they don't look like they were dragged. They look like they were lifted. Um, and so there are footprints leading out um, back in the direction of the room where you fought the Helgigas. Um, but that's all you see. Can all we right. do some sort of perception look for secret doors in this room? Sure. Um, Baron, you've got the, the stone cutting, so go ahead and roll with stone cutting. Cunning. I would say cutting. 24. Stone cunning, 24. You don't see anything. Great. All right, let's move fast. So or we 26, technically. I forgot to add the two for oh, stone wow. counting. No, you still All right. Strike team delta. So should we go back into this room where we fought the... Uh, the Helgigas. The Helgigas. And, and then there's there's tunnels, right? So yeah. Two tunnels other. to the south and west. Yeah. Okay. Right. As Dalgrith passes by <gasps> that... Uh, trap? Trap. <laughs> it goes off. Oh my god. Oh, no. he, you know he does a perception for the trap <laughs> before walking through the trap. <laughs> I roll that perception. Otherwise, I'm blasting the with Come this. on, Dalgrith. Get it. There we Ooh, go. There you go. 36. Alright, yeah. You see the so trap. See, oh, the trap's back up. <laughs> Everyone stop. That would have been cheap, but I would totally burst you. <laughs> that perception. Um, 
Yeah, so you see that the trap has been reset. Do you want to disable it, or would, uh, you, would you like me to give it oh, a go? To be honest, Nesta, stand back and watch your handiwork. Right, fair enough. The Simon's never been my strong. This is a magical trap. Uh, 37. 37, you're able to disable Chunk. this glyph of warding. Well done, Nesta. All right, let's move forward. To the open tunnels to the south. There are two tunnels. One goes uh, to the west, and then another one goes to the south. Uh, If you're looking uh, towards the west, you see that about 20 feet in, it ends in a doorway. Oh. And then the southern one one just goes on into the darkness. Shall we do the west and then the south? That sounds like a plan to me, Matthew. Uh, would anyone like to check for traps? Please. <laughs> With pleasure. Dograth will walk up to the door and just sort of like run his hands along the seam carefully, uh, looking for traps. 25. Uh, no. You don't see any traps. I got a 26, if that helps. Uh, also, no uh, no signs of traps. Looks good to me. You look good to you? Yeah, don't see nothing. Nothing dangerous yet. All right, uh, Dograth will attempt to open it uh, to see if it's locked, essentially. Okay. Is it locked? It appears to be unlocked. He will stealthily open the door. Okay. Attempt to quietly open the door. Um, 42. 42. That's the fifth, the fourth or fifth. Perciapsh. You just roll. You stealthily open the door, (laughs) quietly, and you see, or you hear, it's all in giant, sounds like a woman's voice, um, and uh, a a male voice. Um, Perception to hear it? Yeah. Uh, 33. It must be, it must be a... A grand service, something to really show our might. Yes, I want to, um, I want to um, honor those who have fallen. It will be a, a true testament to to his to his light. He'll ease back in, quietly bring the door. Not totally closed, but just like up against the the door jam, and then turn around. Couple of voices inside. Someone of some power giving orders about a ceremony or a, a, some sort of event. A show of power. It's possibly uh, some sort of funerary arrangement given all the damage we've caused. Could be, could be, but they did say they wanted to do it as a show of might. Something for the light. To show the light. Mm. I think I translated that right, but I might be a bit off. Shows of might happen to be our specialty. That's right. We could show him a real show of might right now. Shall we go in? Yeah. Yeah, but let's go invisible first. <laughs> I thought I might also render us in impenetrable to critical hits. What? 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 Did you level up between sessions? <laughs> no, we've done this before. It's particular form. Yeah, but oh, it's been a while right. since you've cast it. Well, we've always been spread apart by the time the battle starts. Right. 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 Or, yeah, immune to criticals, sneak attacks, and other forms of precision damage, plus you get fast healing one. And this, so is, oh, yeah. this is round by round. 
Yeah, it's a round by round. So is greater invisibility if that's what you're asking for. Yeah, so I think we should just like start counting our rounds. Yeah. Did you see any other exits, or was this the only entryway into this room, Dalgrith? I saw nothing. I just opened it enough to hear voices. And I don't think... Not sure what the layout looks like. We've also not made it, like, super clear. As much as the giants have yelled stuff out, especially now that Baron has the gloves of whispering and Nestor's on the team, we make, like, no silence. We drop in Batman-style. Make no noise. Kill everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Completely silent. We make no silence. We make no silence. That's our motto. We make, we make, make no, no silence. silence. We make no silence. <laughs> Sharp guns make no silence. <laughs> Sharp guns make no silence. I mean, if we, re- if we really want to. Wow, that's a great. That's like a, that's like a Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western title yeah. or something. Sharp guns make no silence. <laughs> I mean, if we want to. I really want to. The Japanese it. translation yeah. of a Clint Eastwood Spaghetti Western. Yeah, I really want to see a poster of that. <laughs> I mean, if we want to be really mean to Troy. Maybe not. Maybe it's not that mean at all. I could do greater invisibility on both Dogrith and Nestor. Uh, that would make all of your sneak attacks, unless they have C invisibility. Or right. should we save one of those spell slots? It's up to you. Because this is our first battle of the day, and it seems like they can't get out, and we should have an okay seems time. Seems like we got a leader in there, though. Yeah. Someone calling the shots. Yeah. I think, I mean, greater two greater invisibility would be pretty sweet. Man. Unless they have C invisibility, in which case. Right. But screwed. there's multiple, that seems like there, there's more than one creature in there so yeah. i mean odds are at least maybe we've encountered no giants with sea invisibility right as far as we know as far as we know yeah. right i mean usually it's linked to some sort of caster who can cast sea invisibility right but at least it wouldn't be an innate ability like it was with those dragons that really that was really uh, that, that was, was bad really, yeah that was, bad. It was really irksome that was bad business <laughs> all right you want to, I say I say let's do it. I think I agree with Joe based on that that conversation. I think we've got a leader here. Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, okay. All right. Uh, first things first. I'm going to do a mirror image on myself. Okay. All right. So that's minutes. Okay, that's minutes. Let me just roll my my D4 here. Minutes are good. But How, then we got to start counting rounds. How many metras? Uh, I rolled a one. Ooh. Uh, so five metras. Okay. Wow. Five extra metras. Yes, five extra metras. Okay. And then you want to cast Particulate Form, which it's lasts for how many rounds? Uh, 14 rounds. 14 rounds. Okay. So I'll figure out how many are left when we get in there. You should be fine. Well, our plan, uh, what's our what's our plan? Like, cast, 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 and then and then burst into the room? Full rush? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to cast Weapon of Awe and Longshot on myself. Weapon of Awe and Longshot. Okay. Seven minutes each. Great. All right. So or I think we'll line ourselves up and then go cast round one, cast round two, cast round three, and then in round three we burst into the room. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, place yourself on the map. You can only move two at a time and then two, two. So who's going to be the first two through the door and then who are going to be the other two? Dogrith definitely first through the door. Whatever else you guys want to do. Uh, no weapon in hand. I'll be behind everybody so I can touch everybody. Uh, yeah, and Nestor will be behind Dalgrith, but next to Metra. So it's like in the like second rank. Okay, Baron. Front rank. Front rank. Front rank. Dwarves Strike in the team. front. Strike team Delta. Oh front. yeah. Party in the back. <laughs> there we go. There's the up title. You burst through the door. <laughs> you see two giants talking 
and they turn and look at you immediately. One of them looks just like the giants you were fighting in the chapel. The other one is a towering fire giant clad completely in steel. (laughs) Fiery hair raining down from her head and a crown on top. <gasps> Whoa. It's the queen! Roll for initiative. Oh, oh my god! god. It's the queen! Oh, oh, come on. Oh my god! She looks amazing! Wow. Alright, come on. Togrith is... Uh, time is now. You gotta get that initiative. Oh, man. This room is covered in religious iconography of the fire giant god that you've seen throughout this level. Uh, Decorations more expected in a church than a bedchamber, but this is very clearly uh, a bedchamber. The most prominent feature is a large, sturdy bed piled high with furs. Nearby sits a wardrobe, a polished steel mirror, a dressing table, a chair, a heavy curtain on one wall partially obscures a broad alcove. Let's talk about initiative! <laughs> Dalgrith. Uh, 23. 23 for Dalgrith Metra. 24. 24 for Metra. Nestor Coin. 18 for Nestor Coin. 18 for Nestor and Baron. 19. Oh, oh no! 19. What'd you roll on the Four. Oh. Perhaps we'll get a surprise round? Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, yes. It is a surprise round, um, but one of you would have had to use that to open the door. So I will say, uh, oh, you know, I'll say you open the door for free and uh, you start your surprise round now. A move or a standard. (sighs) First up, Metra. Do you want to say me casting... The last. The yes, that's how we've been doing it so far. Round. Yeah, in your okay. surprise round, you'll so I go invisible, invisible, particular form on my surprise round. I'm fine with invisible, that. Invisible, invisible. Open the door. Particular form. <laughs> yeah. Dalgrith. Uh, Dalgrith will click his heels together, haste, uh, and haste himself. Okay. He will then invisibly move forty feet into the room, uh, and. Uh, that will be his action. Okay. Uh, swiftly hastes himself and invisibly moves into the room. It is now Baron's turn. Uh, Baron has weapon of awe and long shot cast right now. Correct. Yes. Okay. So then well, actually, how, what are the round the times on seven those? minutes? I'll say you had to use one of these in your surprise round. To keep you honest, like I did, Metra. All right. So I won't have weapon of awe on. And now that I see the crown on this creature, Baron. Is worried because typically the higher up someone has been, and any time we fought anyone, they're more powerful. So instead of casting Wrath, he will cast uh, Channel Vigor on himself. Okay. And we'll go into haste. I'm fine with that. Um, Nestor. Nestor is going to pull an arrow out of his quiver and fire it at the... Uh, the the, the regular fire giants. Okay. Flat-footed. Uh, 
flat-footed. Did Can't not have a chance it. to study target yet, but that's a natural 20. Oh! oh, shit. oh. <laughs> it's the hell geek is all over again. Uh, critical threat. Just so amazing. Just so amazing. Confirm. And a natty 15 on the confirm. Oh, my <laughs> God. The total is in the 30s, right? Uh, yes. Yes, that yeah. is a confirm. Who, which one are you shooting? Uh, the the, the uh, Not the queen, but not the other the queen, one. The, the, the regular one. The check, out the, uh, check out the pawn on this uh, queen. That, I know. That's her. It's I was looking at so uh, cool. It's so good. The fiery hair is amazing. And her armor is amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's such a good pawn. All right. Uh, let's go to Jonathan from uh, North Austin, Texas. We got a Texan, Grant. All right. Don't disappoint me. Jonathan from North Austin, Texas. Bazooka Joe. Ooh. <laughs> As your projectile flies through the air towards your target, the ambient magic in the area triples its speed, causing it to slam into your target with immense force. Triple damage. Oh! And the target is pushed back 10 feet and is prone. Oh That's amazing. Shit. Reflex wow. save. Reflex wow. save makes it double damage and not prone. So okay. it gets a reflex save, but it's a giant to make it uh, double damage and just 10 foot push. Okay, I'll say it has to be a natural 20 in order to make this. Uh, and I didn't roll it. Oh my Damn. god. So it's quadruple damage. And wow. 10 feet back in Oh, because he's normally time Because he's triple. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come on! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Jonathan! Uh, so that's 66 points of regular damage uh-huh. and 5 points of electricity. <laughs> 5 points of electricity. <laughs> oh, wait. Amazing. Oh, wait. No, no, no. And hold on. Plus... It can't be right. Uh, plus 12 points of sneak damage. Plus 12 points of sneak attack damage. <laughs> and he's pushed back right up against the queen and prone. Does he knock so, the queen down? Uh, no, um, but he would, uh, where he goes into her space, she'll take uh, 1d6 damage. We'll say, like, it's a wall. Uh, she takes one point of damage. So it bumps into her uh, and falls down, and uh, he is now prone in front of uh, perhaps his queen. That is the end of the surprise round. Now it is the real first round, and it is Metra's turn. Yeah, come on, Metra! Metra! Um, ooh. Can I do a knowledge check on the queen? Would I, is there, oh, no, I don't have knowledge local. So, so Yeah, you have to start with knowledge local. Uh, What's the light situation like in this room? Uh, it's lit. It's fully lit? Fully lit, yep. All the rooms so far in this uh, part of the uh, mountain are have been fully lit. Okay. Well, then, first things first. Will the giant that's lying down please roll a... Oh, you know what? Everybody's hasted. Let's do that. Okay. You oh, nice. Just haste everybody. Is Including Dogrith? Yeah. Is he within reach? Yeah. It's 30 it's, feet. It's 30 feet from each other. So as long and as I'm as 40 feet away. Oh, even even from Baron? Yeah, uh, 40 yeah. feet from Baron. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, he, you're hasted already, though, because of your boots, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's. but i got to spend that round after round, but it's oh, fine. Okay. It's totally fine. So swift just... action for you to do? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right, so Metra Haste, everyone except Dalgrith. Do you want to move it all? I'm not done yet. Oh, please. Uh, and it's then a free I will, action, actually. I will use the Quicken Metamagic Rod mm-hmm. to cast Ray of Enfeeblement mm-hmm. on the uh, the prone giant. Ooh. Okay. What's the save? Uh, I got to hit you first. Okay. Against touch. Against touch. Come on, fumble. Uh, 24 against touch. That is uh, actually, that is a hit. Okay. Ooh. And then it is a fortitude save. Fortitude save. Come on. <laughs> 32. Okay, H- hold on a second. I'm sorry. Was it actually close at all with 24? 
Uh, I don't know. Did you add four for bonus to its AC? Yeah, no, he's... He, okay, he, that was he good. He's <laughs> it a big, right. big target. So you make the save, so it's for half damage, but I rolled max damage. So this that is strength is, damage. This is strength damage. So you take a, a you take six points of uh, a six point strength penalty. Whoa. Oh my wow. god! That is that is awesome. <laughs> That's full on Blitzkrieg right now. <laughs> uh, all right, six points of strength damage. Okay, uh, that's gonna that's gonna really slow him down. Uh, do you want to move? Uh, no, I'll stay where I am. You'll stay where you are. Okay, uh, now it is Dalgrith's turn. Dalgrith, you're invisible. Are you still hasted, or was that just for that first round there? Uh, I will do it again. Okay, free action. Uh, yep, free action, haste again. I get uh, ten uses of that a day with the boots of speed. Uh, I will immediately, where I'm standing, appear to appear. So uh, Dalgrith will appear uh, in the square that I'm currently standing on. Uh... And then I and I will then run at the queen and attempt to jump on her. Wow, yes. you're invisible, so you're not going to provoke. They haven't even acted yet, so you're going to attempt to jump on the queen. On the queen, he's just thinking his mind. He's like, "You take down the queen, and the game's over." <laughs> I know this one. Uh, oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> Baby, <laughs> man. Sometimes it's hard to do the math. 48. Oh, my 48 God. 48 against CMD. 48 against CMD. Dazzle. Nice. On queen. the queen, he will then spring load a dagger <gasps> into his hand and stab once at the queen. Uh, that is a 28. 28 to hit. against flat-footed is a miss. Oof. Oof. Whoa. Oh, 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 oh. Ugh, okay, got a toughie. We got a toughie. She's, uh, she's clad in steel, right? So she, he hits the steel, does not penetrate through. Turn your blade aside. <laughs> it is Baron's turn. Baron is go- going to stride forward about twenty feet in order to get within thirty feet, which is the range of his pistol with long shot attached to it. And he's going to pull both triggers on his gun at the same time. Wow. Which will impart a negative four penalty on both attacks, but let's see if I can nail it. Yikes. Guy prone. Uh... I'm hoping a 27 and a 23 will hit. Wait, why'd you roll two d20s? Because I pulled both you triggers pulled both on triggers. my gun. So They're both two separate attacks against flat-footed. Yeah, yeah, you hit both of them. Hit. Nice. It's separate attacks, but yes. they both hit. Yeah, pull both. Uh, and isn't it like if one misfires, it doesn't matter? Like you ha- both have to misfire? I thought this happened before you brought this up. Uh, that's actually with the deed I have, which allows me to use all uh, of okay. it as a full round. It's kind of like Vital Strike, but for a gunslinger. 63 points of damage. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> and this God. one already took like 80. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, uh, and of course, it is now Nestor's... Oh, oh sorry. The other question I have, uh, yeah. knowledge local on the queen. Okay. Uh, natural one. Uh, I'm going to take a gamble, though, based off of my notes. I'm going to look the queen in the eyes and say in giant, Where is Titarian? Which I have written down as the king of Ashpeak in my notes. Her eyes widen. <gasps> She looks at you with just, I mean, the fire flaming around her head. She looks at you like, how dare you say that name? But also like, how do you know that name as well? That's the look she's giving you. It's Nestor's turn. Uh, Nestor, 
Nestor is he's going to do a knowledge local on okay. her uh, just to see. Uh, 27. 27. Uh, all right, so we're dealing with someone here covered in religious iconography. Uh, looks like she uh, probably has some spellcasting ability. Uh, in terms of, what are you looking for, like weaknesses, possibly? Or? Yeah, or uh, just anything useful. Anything that you deem particularly useful to us in this situation. Okay. I.e. Uh, trying to kill them. Right. Uh, she uh, should be vulnerable to cold. Aha. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, Thanks for that. Excellent. Excellent insider knowledge. That's really it. All right. So, Nestor. Should be. Just a tough cookie. Uh, Nestor. Oh, and I forgot to tell you that he. I, I already bought it on my sheet, but when he was in. Um, True now. That was one thing that he did buy was this uh, special uh, quiver. But I'll tell you about that after the fight. Oh, I'm um, quivering with delight. It's uh, it's nice. Uh, okay, so he is going to do study target against the prone regular giant and fire off a many shot attack against it. Um, that is thirty two against. That is a hit. Nice, and that is. 71 points of damage. Oh, my. He's God. gone. He yeah, has, has to be. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah, comes in Woo. and just... Nice nest. Between, nice nest. Between the crit, the big hit from uh, Double Barrel Gun, and that, he is dead. Nice. Um, is that is that your turn? Um, no. Now I'm going to... So, wait. Did I... I'm sorry. I... Did I study target on him this round? Was that what happened? I believe so. Last yeah, time was the last round you hadn't. Okay, okay. So he is going to turn his attentions to the queen. Yeah, he has not studied her yet. Um, but he is going to take the remainder of his attacks against her. Uh, first one is a 33 to hit. 33 hits. All right. And <laughs> that's 42 points of damage. Okay. Uh, second attack against her. Uh, that is 29. 29 misses. Okay. And final attack with the haste. Ooh, 918. Uh, that is a 30, 31. 31 to hit. 31 is a hit. Oh, nice. Wow, dude. Yeah. Oh, hitting on that last attack is so sweet. Very, like, bonus. Uh, that's 26 points of damage on her. 26 points of damage on her. It is her turn. She sees. Oh wait, sorry. Twenty six plus. Uh, yeah, all of those, ooh, all ooh. Of those attacks are uh, invisible. So they're all. Yeah, attack. yeah. Um, that is 30, 30, 39, 39 points of damage total. Another thirty nine. No, another total. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So lit her up with those. Uh, lit her those up. Extra attacks there. Um, she, it's her turn to go. She sees her fallen uh, priest hit the ground. She's still eyes widened at Baron for mentioning Titarian's name. She can't see you but on there, her. But there is a visible dog wreath several squares back. Yeah, just in case you forgot to copy, paste. I wish I could just copy my own character and mm-hmm. paste him. Where, like, uh, where Baron is? Where he was before, right here. 
where okay. he started that round. All right, so sort of in the... So 25, the, 30 in, feet away from her. Entrance, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but she can feel you. Absolutely. Back. Yeah. yeah. All right, she's going to go ahead and uh, swing at you with power attack and try to kill you. No. In one round. No. That is my goal here. Is oh, really? You're going to do every attack at the old Deathbringer. You got 50% miss chance, though, on each attack. That is correct. Power attack on. <laughs> oh, do you? Well, you can't crit, which is nice. Yeah, you can't crit. That's nice to know. Can't crit. Can't crit. I mean, you can crit. It just won't deal any damage. I mean, you could any... roll a natural 20. It won't uh, do any bonus damage. Yeah. It does normal damage. Okay. Let's see what happens here. Okay. Past the concealment, that's going to be a uh, 32 to hit. Miss. Miss on the first attack. Second attack. Uh, Passed on the concealment, and that is going to be a 33 to hit. Miss. Miss on the second. (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) Third attack. The the numbers just keep going down. Uh, uh, Yep, 70 on the concealment and missed on the third attack. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, So awesome. And then final one, natural two, and a 78 on the concealment. Well, you hit all four concealments. All four concealments I hit. That's pretty good, Troy. And just miss, 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 miss. Uh, not great. I just want to. Re- I was wrong before. You all have fast healing two, not fast healing one. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Well, yeah. that changes. That turns the tide. <laughs> <laughs> it is Metra's turn. Um, all right. Uh, Metra is going to. <sighs> yeah. All right. She's gonna step into the room. Uh, she needs to get within. Let me just check this. Within 60 feet of the queen. So let, me just make, let me just do a measure. I don't think she's going to have to move very far. Okay, yeah, she steps basically into the doorway. Okay. Uh, and Enters the room. And then she's going to do the same. She's going to do a rave enfeeblement on the queen. Wow. Rave enfeeblement nice. on the queen. Okay. Uh, uh, that's going to be a 19 against touch. That is a hit. And okay. now I'm assuming you automatically pass your fortitude save. Yeah, 39. Okay. Wow. Uh, so that is going to be four points of strength damage. That's oh, incredible. Oh, that's, ha- that's halved. It would, it would have been eight. Would that's eight? amazing. Oh, man. Wow. Four points of strength damage. Insane. Insane. And you moved to get there, yes? Yes, I moved. And yeah, and that will be Metra's turn. All right, Dalgrith, you... Uh, you felt her just like scrambling to try and find you on her back and just swing, 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 swing and they're all, they all should have hit and you can just tell the damage it would have done mm-hmm. had she uh, connected but she didn't and now you are on her back, what do you want to do? Sorry, it's going to take more than that, love uh, he's going to uh, he's going to actually drop the dagger, because uh, he his first miss, he felt, was well struck. This armor is not penetrable. So uh, he needs to get his best chance here. So he's going to drop his dagger and draw out his giant's bane short sword. Okay. Give himself nice. the best possible chance to at least get a good strike. And then try to plunge it into her neck. Uh, that is a 32. Oh, yeah. 32 is a hit. There we go, Dalgrith. There we go, Deathbringer. Come on. Oh, there. Ooh. 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 Pretty all right. Wow. 
several ones. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is 41 points of damage. Okay, 41. Uh, that's all he can do this round. Okay. Because he had to draw. He had to draw to s- strike down, but you were still able but to... But I got that giant bane off. ...find yeah. a little uh, opening in her armor to get flesh. It is Baron's turn. Baron, you you don't know where Dalgrith is, but you have an idea, because you see her wince out at pain, but there's nothing on her back that you can see. Uh, Baron is going to swift action call down a judgment of sacred protection on himself as he gets closer. He's going to move 10 feet closer within range of his gun, and he is going to fire twice again. The green die in my hand will be for the first shot. The black die will be for the second shot. Okay. A 15 and a critical threat! Oh, my God! Oh, no. God. Critical threat. It's critical over. Threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. Critical threat. Oh, phenomenal. Phenomenal. Uh, oh, well, you got to confirm it, which is obvious. Confirm uh, unless you natural one zoning. Uh, total of a 16 against that, AC. That is a confirmed crit. Nice. All right. Brian from Sunrise, Florida. Doesn't that Hi, Brian. Nice. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Do unto others. Oh. You have a montage of memories flash through your head, stealing your resolve and granting you an inner power. Target takes double damage, plus half the total amount of damage you've taken this combat, if any. So, no. So, you haven't taken any yeah. damage this combat. Okay, but it's still uh, it's double time, damage. Time so, it's damage. four times time damage. Four, baby. I do like that crit, though. Nice job Yeah, that's there, pretty Brian. cool. Do unto others. That's yeah. cool. I like that. 99 points of damage. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Points of damage. Uh, you, you hit her with that, and she's just like, stop. Yeah, I knew it. Oh, I knew it! She's ready to rat him out. The problem is, is that's just for the shot that critically hit. I pulled both triggers <laughs> at the same time. That's right. Oh. Oh, dear. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. 35 points of damage on the other shot. 35 points of damage on the other shot. She buckles down to her knees and oh. just, like, blood squirting out of her neck where Dalvin <laughs> stepped in. Blood squirting out of the holes in her arm. And she's like, stop! Please stop! stop. <laughs> and she's like coughing up blood out of her mouth. This is horrible! <laughs> and she just looks up to the sky and she's like, What have I done this time, my prince? What have I done to deserve your wrath again in this lifetime? Whatever it may be, I am truly sorry. I beg for my life under your watchful eye. Spits more blood. And promise, promise to spend the rest of my days atoning for whatever sin or sins have caused you to frown upon me once more. My faith and my dedication have never wavered, my prince. Please, I beg you, show me the way. And we'll see you next week. What is happening? I don't know. What is, is it a surrender? Thing? Is she going to explode in <laughs> divine wrath? Bullets everywhere. Show me the way. Giant grenade. Amazing. Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. 
Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes. <laughs> 